This is the Death of a Dream podcast brought to you by Hannah Ness. I am the only sponsor of this podcast. What a great thing. So, we have been talking about, if you haven't been here before, welcome! We have been talking about all things and most things related to dreaming and stopping dreaming and all the things that go along with dreams and you know, if you want to go ahead and hate on my message and say, oh, okay, but dreaming, be a doer, not a dreamer, certainly. You're not wrong. Be both. But please don't hate. We've all got a message. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Who gets what message where it's that you connect with someone and hopefully you connect with someone and you change their way of thinking and the reason that there need to be so many motivational coaches or motivational speakers or motivational books or whatever is because there's it's not one size fits all you don't know you don't know what's going to connect and what's not right and you don't know who's going to be sitting in that audience or who's going to be listening to this and who's going to need the message that you're sharing. And so that fact is worth sharing, right? You just don't know. I don't really care who gets who gets you motivated, who gets you going, whether it's me or fill in the blank, right? It doesn't bother me. It's that you get going. And I think anyone who is in this line of work has the exact same thought. I don't care. It may not be my message. It may be this person's message. You may be able to connect with them better. The important thing is that you get moving out of this place. So today, true to who I am, true to my journey and my life space. Last night, my um, car stops working, just like out of the blue, just stops working. And I remember back in the day when it would have been like, oh, huh, yep, this is your life. This is what happens. This is what happens when you try to do something good for your life. And this week I set out um, the intention with my group of friends on a call that we have. I set out that I was going to be more intentional with my week, reset what my goals look like for my life, for um, just like what are things that I want to do every day that are important to me, like eat healthy and exercise and drink water. And um, one of mine is get places on time. And so I set that intention like, okay, I'm going to reframe these goals that I have and I am going to do it. I'm going to do it this week and maybe it's just a framing thing and I just need to rewrite them. And, you know, they helped kind of coach me to a new place with those kind of daily goals that I had, like, what do we need to do to get you there? And, and I'm just like, it's not even, it probably isn't even the goals. It's just that I just need to do it. Right. And how many times do we say that? I just need to do it. (laughs) 
And that should get me there if I just start doing it, right? And so, you know, I reframed these and then I set up a framework for how I was going to do that and got very specific with my time and with what I'm doing when and how I'm transitioning to the next thing and how I'm going to be on time and um, eat healthy and move my body, like all the things. I'm writing it all out and I'm putting intention behind it and I'm putting exact times. And so Monday, I did it. And if you don't use the app Habit Share with a group of friends, if you have a group of friends who would benefit from that, use it. It's super fun and helpful to have people kind of see into your journey and your goals and hold you accountable. So, um, so I had an all green day, if you do have it, share. And I'm like, uh, well, see, look, look what happens when you reframe things. And when you just set intention and time behind what you want to do, look what happens. Go girl. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. I don't think I was planning on going into 50 cent there. I think what's the other song? Go girl. It's your birthday. Uh, 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 uh. I can't think of the other words, but I really wanted to transition to that song, but I couldn't think of the words. Anyways, so I'm like pumped and I'm like, see, look, you were on time. You even had something in your way and you still got there on time. Like, look what happens when you set yourself up for success and you put time and intention behind it. And then as soon as I'm celebrating this, I'm like sitting down to eat this food that I even made for supper and I'm about to celebrate and my husband pulls in he's like your car won't go over 25 miles per hour I'm like huh that's gonna be a slow commute (laughs) he's like no like it probably isn't going to make it out of this driveway if you try leaving tomorrow so I'm like oh okay huh that's gonna be a problem um and the funny thing is you know, I, it wouldn't have been so limiting had it not directly impacted all of these goals that I had set the day before. Because if I don't have a car, that would mean that I have to either get a ride from someone, which isn't really feasible, um, or I'm going to have to take my husband to work and wake my children up and take them with me and then try to get them to go back to sleep so I can do this podcast and then not work out in the morning, which throws my entire day off and then try to get to work on time and all these things. And how am I going to do this? And oh my gosh, why is this happening? I told you I'm killing it. You forgot yesterday, right? And, and the crazier thing is this is, pretty much how my life works. And instead of looking at these things as like, oh no, this is a sign that I'm not going down the right path. For me, the more bad that happens, the closer I am to the path. And that's the shift that I had to make in my mindset. Like, I now realize these are just tests to see if I'm really going to do it, to see if I'm really committed. And the crazier thing is, on the other side of these tests, and my husband laughed last night and he said, yeah, I mean, typically it's three things. So 
I'm just going to kind of wait this one out because it's going to be three. And he doesn't say that in like a negative way. He's just like, yep, it's three things. So this was the first one. I forgot to tell him that our our garbage disposal stopped working this weekend. So we may be on our second thing already. Go us. Um, But I, you know, he's saying, well, it'll be three things, which... It probably will be. And if we're really on the right path, it will probably be five or six things all in a row, all at the worst time, all for me to show up and prove to myself that I can overcome anything and that I should keep going. And as soon as I made that mindset shift, As soon as I decided that I was going to be unshakable in those moments that these were actually things pointing, showing me that I am on the right path, right? Because the bad's going to come up no matter what. And you can either look at that as something that's damning, never going to move you forward, or you can look at it as a test, right? And, And on the other side of that test is probably boundless glory, But if you just back down and fall victim to these bad things, you never know. You never know what was on the other side. You'll never find out, right? And you don't have to question whether or not it's going to happen. It's going to. And sometimes it'll take you to a place so low that you don't even know if you could escape this place if you wanted to, if you let it. Right? And you don't know, you don't know, but you do know for sure the bad is coming. And, you know, in our family, we just started reframing it and looking at it as like, oh no, looks like something awesome's about to happen. We just like try to feed it, like, oh, okay, okay, car, I see you, you about to break down. All right, what next? Bring it on. Whatever it is, bring it on right? And, and we start looking at these things as like things that are trying to challenge our family set, things that are trying to like come in and come up against us. And we're athletes in nature, so it's almost obnoxious the way that we do this, but it's like, oh yeah? Oh really? Opponent? You trying to come up on us? You trying to break down right now, car? Really? You don't think that we have a third round string sitting on the bench ready to come in and fix you? Because I'm about to call my dad. And he knows all things about cars and he'll probably fix you right away. Good try, opponent. You can't take us down. And you never could. Because we got all the backup that we need to take this on, right? And what can we do today? Well, I can't drive my car today, but I could wake these babies up, wake these babies up, take them with me, drop my husband off, come back home, not work out, work out later, get in here, do this podcast, stay on my schedule, even though it looks a little bit different, but stay pretty much on my morning schedule, aside from shifting a couple things around, still prove to myself that I can get there on time, polished and ready, and just overcome it, right? But if you're sitting there looking at the problem instead of looking at the solution, you're not going to get past it. You're going to sit there. 
right? I'm going to sit there and look at my car and think, why me? Why now? I was in a flow. I just got all green. What are you doing? Why would you even do this to me? I am owning this, right? And then I'm like, look up stairs at whoever that is and just be like, really? Right now? Like, I'm trying to get in a flow here. Can't you understand? I need to like start showing myself that I can do this. I need to start staying on a schedule. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting crazy things into my schedule when I'm trying to get on a schedule? Are you insane? Do you really think this is going to get me there? And if I was saying it true, are you high? That's my favorite thing to say. Are you high? I actually say it to my children. Um, <laughs> please don't turn me in. <laughs> Are you high? I need to get on the schedule. I just showed myself I could do this. And now you're going to put all these things in front of me? Really? Really? Are you high? You think I need this? I don't need this. I don't need any help not accomplishing my goals. I got all the help I need. I got people who hate me. I got, I got children. I have a husband. I have a real day job, nine to five. You think I need your help? You think I need one more reason to not make this happen for myself? Really? Really? Thank you. And you're not going to just give me one more. I, I do know that, right? I don't need any more reasons to not do this. I already know, right? And I think the beauty of looking at the solution is that once you make that shift and once you go to that place, you can't be taken down by this. You can't be sidelined by this because you're looking at it as an opportunity, right? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, car. I see you. I got you. I can fix you. I don't have a problem with that. And then I'm like, what next? Okay? And I know the deeper and the darker place that we go to, the worse that it gets, right? Because it'll go bad, It'll go extremely bad. The worse that it gets, the better off, the bigger the reward, the better off you're going to come out on the other side, right? You get to your lowest place and the reason you get there is because you can't. How do you expect to go higher if you don't go lower, right? That doesn't make any sense, but I said it anyways, so just listen to it. You can't, without knowing what the low looks like, the high isn't going to feel as good, right? Because you'll be like, oh, I got here. This is great. And the second that you reach that adversity, the second that you hit that the first time, if you were already so high up, you're going to fall so far down. It's going to hurt. And you might not ever get back up again because the chance of you falling from too high a place and coming back is pretty low, the likelihood of that happening. Because think about it. If you fall off of a very tall mountain, what happens? 
well, you probably break everything. You have internal bleeding. I don't know your story, for goodness sakes. But you have extreme injuries. And if you get to just like a little hill and you fall, right, what do those injuries look like? They look like something you could bandage. And then you get to a little bit higher hill and you fall and maybe the scrape's a little bit deeper, but it definitely is something you've felt before. It definitely is something that you've known, right? And it's something you can overcome. And so you may be butterfly bandage this one, but you keep moving and you get to the next hill. We're getting a little higher, so maybe it's a I don't know the term. It's a higher hill. That's not the fancy term by any means. But you fall. And now maybe you're getting stitches, but you've definitely felt this before. So you can overcome this too. It's just a little bit deeper. But last time we just bandaged it up and we kept moving on. So this time it just looks like stitches and we keep moving on. Right? And and once you adopt this this process and this movement towards overcoming things and moving forward regardless, once you develop a habit of doing that, it doesn't hurt as bad, right? You may even fall and break your arm and crack your head open. Do people say crack your head open? Because like, I grew up and people would say that if you like fell and bumped your head and it, it cut open. But like, that's such an extreme thing to say. I'm just saying because you don't crack your head open, which you kind of do, but it kind of makes it sound like it's an egg and all the insides are going to fall out like you fell and you cracked your head open and like your brain came out like an egg. So it's just really extreme to say, and I don't know if other people say that. So we say it here in Iowa. You, you, oh, you cracked your head open. I don't know if other people say that, but I, growing up, I remember being like, but it doesn't really crack open. I mean, you cut your head, but like if you were to crack your head open, that would involve some skull fracture and like extreme amounts of trauma. So it just seemed like such an extra thing to say, which I'm here for. Trust. But I just don't know if other people say that. You crack your head open, which really just means a little scrape on your head. So anyways, you could fall and you could even break your arm and crack your head open. But since you know what it feels like to overcome something, yes, this may be worse, but you've already done it. You've already practiced overcoming an injury. You've already overcame something like that. So there is a lot of value in failing or in falling, right? Because it helps you adopt a new process. It helps you see how to overcome. And, and the thing is, yeah, you're probably going to get a scrape and a bruise and some stitches and and if you're really on the right path, your car's going to break down. And you're going to have your power go out. And you're going to have, I don't know, no money. And you're going to, right, fill in the blank because it's going to happen. And when we start reframing what that looks like, 
it starts coming into our life as an opportunity, right? My husband's like, oh, yeah, three more things coming. Okay. And we're ready. We're like anxiously awaiting what the next terrible thing is going to be. And trust, we've had, we have two children, both are under the age of six, and we've already had four broken bones amongst the two of them. So this is a real thing. Um, (laughs) But right, we're like almost asking for it. Because we both know that it's only going to make us stronger. Right? We both know that it is meaning that we are on the brink of success. Whatever it is, we know that we're just getting closer, right? The worse that it gets, the closer we get to the amazing. And that's the beauty of it. And so we've been talking a lot about what your dream is and where you want to go. And, and a lot of times when you start venturing down that path, Things will come up in your life that feel like you should stop, that feel like this is, this means I'm not on the right path. And a lot of times I find that when those things come up and the more glaring and obnoxious and limiting and hurtful to the direction that I'm trying to go, The more that they are all those things, these things that get in my way, the more that they're trying to stop me, the closer I know I am. The better idea I have of where I'm going, right? Because if you're trying to stop my inertia, guess what? You're not going to. I see you. I know what you're trying to do. And I know that this is going to make me stronger on this adventure, right? I know that this is going to push me harder because guess what? If you can overcome anything in an extreme instance, then you can do it every day. It's not going to be a problem. Right? So maybe this test is meant to show me that I have everything that I need within me, and it doesn't matter. The outside stuff, the limitations, the ways around it, I have everything I need to overcome this. Right? And that's what this test is trying to show me. It's trying to show me that I could still stay on a schedule. That's on me. Right? And if you haven't read, um, the Oz Principle, which is a beautiful book um, by Partners in Leadership, the two people who developed that. And I'm not actually speaking intelligently about this because I don't actually know. But the Oz Principle talks about what if you've always had what you needed, right? And and people people spend their entire lives looking for Oz, to solve their solutions and all along they had what they needed. Oz was just this guiding light and this idea, but it wasn't, he didn't even do anything for him. Really when they came in, he just said, Oh, good. You're right. Here's your medal. You're courageous. But he didn't make 
anybody courageous. They already were. They already had what they needed inside them. And so when I look at this limiting stupid car that's trying to get in my way, what is that trying to show me? If I want to stay on a schedule, even in extreme instances, if this is important to me, I can show up regardless. You could put everything in front of me and I could still do it. I could still find a way to stay on a schedule and get there on time if it's important to me. I have everything that I need to make that happen. It may look different from day to day, but if this is important to me and this is something that I want to show up for, I have everything that I need, right? It's already there. And yet here I am in my head and I'm like, okay, I need to reframe and I need a different app and maybe I need to get a schedule and maybe I need to get this and look it. Hallelujah. Look at what this experience is showing me. Look at what this limiting factor, right? My car breaking down. Look at what that's trying to show me. Hannah, even in extreme instances, you still have the key to the success if you want it, right? I will put everything in front of you to just barrel this into your brain so deep that you can't avoid it. You have the key. Do you want to do this? Do you really want to do this? Because I'm about to test it. Do you really want to stay on a schedule? Do you really want to show up for yourself and eat healthy and, and drink the water and do all the things and move your body? Do you really want to do that? Because I'm going to test you. And what that test is going to show you is that if you show up through all of this crazy, if you still find a way to do it, it will prove to you that you have the answer every day. That you are the person that's going to take you there. There's no Oz that you need to go in search of. There's no app. There's no calendar. There's no easy solution. The solution is you. Do you want to do this? Then you will find a way. Right? You will find a way past those limitations. You will find a way to do this like it's never been done. There will be nothing that can stop you because guess what? The second that you get tested, and you'll probably get tested at like a, well, let's put some levels on these hills because I'm just talking about like a higher uphill. So like we'll have five level hills. So you're going to get tested at a level three hill. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm on my level three hill. And I'm probably going to stumble a little bit through this, right? I'm not on my exact schedule. Let's check. I'm doing pretty dang good. I'm probably going to stumble through this a little bit, right? But that's the beauty. I'm going to stumble and fall. I have been set up to fail in this situation, right? But I still hold the key. And once I overcome this, guess what happens? When I'm skating through, when I'm like living my life and I'm just like, oh, I'm on schedule. Look at me go. Uh, uh, uh. Look at me go. I'm on a schedule. Boom. 
and I'm like flowing through life and everything's going good. Guess what? When I get impacted by like a level one, it's just like, oh, Susie fell and hurt her arm today. And all of a sudden I'm like, how does that happen? No, guess what? I've already overcame a level three, bro. Level one, you can't touch me. I got this. I am experienced in overcoming things, right? I know that I can do this. And my lights just flickered. And truth be told that if the power goes out, this is 100% proof of what I am talking about. Right? You don't know. If you aren't ever tested, you won't know what it's like to overcome something. Right? We have to start welcoming these things in because they do make us better. And if we start looking at it as a challenge, like my husband and I, we look at it as an opponent, like really broken down car. Trust. We have built what we need to overcome this. We drafted the right people. Right? And we're just looking at it like, bring it. Because we about to take you down, car. We will turn you over and fix you faster than you ever thought possible. Okay? Because we're set up to do that. We know when we get through this, there is gold on the other side of that rainbow. Right? But we got to get through the rain first. We know that. So we're like looking at these things and we're just knowing. There is gold coming and the worse that it gets, the higher level mountain that we fall off of is better because we know the reward's about to be sweeter, right? And that's so painful and it's so hard to shift your mind there. It's so hard to go to that place of, oh, good, good. Bad things are happening. This is good. But guess what it does to that situation? Almost sweetens it. I remember when we used to be sidelined by our vehicles breaking down, like life altering things. And we would get so deep and so dark in that place of impossibility that we wouldn't be able to move, that we couldn't even find a solution if we wanted to, because we were just so blinded by the anger of the situation. And when we flip that switch, when we start looking at these things as opportunities, guess what? You start to find an opportunity. What lies in this, right? And I'm like, oh, there's the opportunity. Hello. I didn't realize that I needed to show up um, as this person. But now I do. Now I realize. I realize that there are reasons that this is here, right? It's to prove to me that I don't need an app, that I don't need a calendar, that I don't need all of these things, right? It's proving to me that I have everything that I need. And I can find my way in and out of any problem. But I have to embrace that I have the answer. And that if I want to go do it, I can do it. I can overcome anything that's in front of me. And when I do, I will start owning my life regardless of what's presented in front of me. Right? And if you get to skate along an easy, perfect path, 
Well, good luck to you because I never got to do that. So you are very lucky. And this podcast probably doesn't speak to you because we're talking about the problems here. If you get to skate along a perfect path, when that adversity hits you the first time, it's going to be super painful. Okay? So just know any time that something comes up against you and the worse it gets, the better it's going to get, I promise. But it will get worse before it gets better. Right? The worse it gets, the closer you are to your goals. 